Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Well, we've got a scoop for you tonight. Uh, tomorrow, ABSA is going to be launching its repositioned brand to the market, signaling a big shift to being a more deliberately customer-centric business with the new brand promise of Your Story Matters. Uh, and I'm joined now by uh, Sydney Mbechle, ABSA's uh, Group Chief Marketing and Corporate Affairs Officer and the brand father, Jeremy Sampson, uh, to talk about a very exciting moment. Sydney, welcome. But firstly, I mean... Uh, it's a highly saturated and competitive market banking, as we know. And as such, I think banks in particular invest a lot of money and time and effort on the brand, on that identity to try and lift themselves up in the eyes of their customers. How did you come up with your story matters as a way to lift ABSA from the clutter out there? Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, it is indeed an exciting time for, for ABSA. Um, to be at this point and celebrating this milestone, you know, we look at we look at it as an evolution of our of our business. Um, ultimate, ultimately, this is about the customer. You know, it's about uh, the people and the environment in which uh, we are trading and doing business as an organization. And um, we are really taking it back to humanity. You know, it's. You know, it's, um, it's, it's a human-to-human -human connection. People uh, want to be seen, want to be understood, and their view of banking uh, is often not quite that. You know, we, as a category, and as a, you know, whether it's financial services or banking, uh, we often look at customers in terms of their risk rather than in terms of their potential. Mm. You know, and, and, uh, and, and what we seek to do here is to kind of reframe that you know, because brands and businesses uh, relate uh, like human beings do, you know, because they do business with human beings. You don't do business with someone you don't like. Um, uh, so, so, so we are taking it back to uh, human-centered empathy. We are taking it back to really what are the fundamentals of delivering to a customer. And people, you know, have told us throughout this process that they are not looking for any shattering innovation it's great when they have it you know they just want systems to work they yeah. want them to be intuitive they want them to be seamless so if you combine those two things you know um, michael you, you you then have a think a recipe which is not really about being better than competitors here you know because i haven't spoken about competitors i'm just and I, I i fully understand we are in a very vibrant and competitive context but we are talking about here is connecting and being closer at, at, to our current and prospective clients. And really, that's what it's about. It's that, you know, all of us have stories, you know, and, and our stories matter, you know, wherever we come from. And you want to partner with someone who can help you on your journey, you know, as you evolve in your own life or mm. as an economy or as a business. And really, that's what the, the center of it is. It's so interesting, Sydney, that you mentioned that human connection at a time where, I mean, overnight NVIDIA, you know, blew markets expectations because the AI chip manufacturer is doing these amazing things in AI and tech. And uh, and it, all the talk is kind of moving away from the human into what the technology is doing. And I know for a long time, banks were the, everything's going to be digital and we'll close all the branches. But what you're saying is that ultimately we're human beings here and, and that matters at the end of the day, that connection 
connection. Uh, Jeremy, as the grandfather, with uh, your vast experience on such matters, what do you make of um, uh, of the philosophy behind the pivot to your story matters? Well, what Sydney is illustrating that any brand, and it doesn't matter what the brand is or what the segment, it has to keep refreshing, keep repositioning. As he says, it's got to keep evolving to stay relevant. And we're moving into a very, very fast-moving kind of world that we live in. And so here we have ABSA making sure it's absolutely on the button, absolutely relevant, uh, perhaps also blocking out some of the things the competition is doing and always maintaining that human touch. I think we're in danger, as you've said, of becoming so involved with machinery, and especially for older customers, and often the older customers have quite a bit of money, they're feeling a little bit left out of it. So by humanizing, keeping the human touch, and of course, it's not just the the external stakeholders, it's also the internal, it's the staff. Um, and this is almost a, a step change uh, to re-energize the staff and make sure that they're totally on brand. Uh, Sydney, I want to bring you back in on, on ABSA's journey because this comes, what, five years since that previous rebrand after a very long and protracted divorce from, from Barclays. And at the time, I think there was still a lot of hangover from that, uh, some, some legacy. We're five years on now. Is this now um, the, the kind of final break from African Asti in that period to say, right, we've emerged from this and, and really this is the new ABSA and, and we're really ready to um, show the world? Well, absolutely, Michael. I, I guess you could uh, frame it in that way. And I think, you know, we are, we are driven really by insights here. Um, it's a business that's trying to find itself and, and is trying to locate its domicile to what matters uh, to, to those it, it does business with, which is really our customers. And as Jeremy says, from time to time, you've got to go back and say, you know, are we still resonant? And what does it mean to be resonant? You know, what are the perceptual views about who we are? And why would someone want to do business with us? You know, and as, you know, we are in the era of consciousness, um, you know, over the last while. And, and, and as people, you know, lose confidence in governance, in the leadership deficit, uh, whether politically or otherwise, they are looking for organizations like ours who've been around for a very long time, who are helping economies to function, um, to provide some sort of leadership, to provide some sort of hope. Uh, but also, you know, that they are not just here to take, but they are here to give as well. You know, and, and partnerships is a big part of it, that, you know, we, 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 we walk with you as a potential or current customer you know, to helping you to achieve your own aspirations. You know, so so it's a business really that's, you know, finding itself six years after that African ICT, which was not a bad strategy. You know, I, I may say it was really just about rooting ourselves on the continent and and really saying we are a Pan-African business, undoubtedly. Uh, but we realized that maybe there's a way to crystallize that even further. You know, just take it a, a step further. You know, our new organizational purpose which we launched in 2023 is empowering africa's tomorrow together one story at a time and if you think about those stories it's stories of individuals like you and me and um, and recognizing that there's no story too big or too small and that with the right level of 
connection with each individual or business or society, we can make a huge difference as an organization. And that's why we say it matters. You know, it, it's not about us, it's about you. You know, that's why your story matters. It's recognizing the role that, you know, all of the people that are part of our ecosystem play, you know, in the progress of our own organization. But you also talk, talked about staff, you know. Uh, I think Jeremy referred to that. You know, last week I was walking in the corridors of our business and, um, and I met someone and I called them by name and um, I was actually very surprised at the reaction. <laughs> that they were, they were just so excited that I remembered who they are. I mean, we've got, you know, th- 35,000 plus employees in our organization. It's difficult to remember everyone. But the fact that I did, it made them feel seen and understood. You know, and, and their story mattered in that moment. What if our business, our colleagues, 35,000 of them, every single time they interact with the client, they demonstrate an element of empathy. They demonstrate an element of understanding. You know, and they offer that in a delightful and, and ease, you know, in terms of customer experience. Just imagine mm. what that could look like in action. And this thing is not frivolous. You know, it's not trying too hard. We're not trying to be better than anybody else. We are just trying to be authentic and and provide an element of stretch on our brand in terms of its role in society. But it does. uh, It isn't frivolous because what you're really um, announcing involves a company-wide business transformation uh, in in the way you think about uh, uh, serving South Africans, partnering with them, to your point, uh, on whatever that journey is. I wish, and I, I'm just going to say this as an aside, because I don't want to get too political, Sydney, but I wish government understood this. And just recently with the bank Forex rigging case, the, you know, the case was really tossed out on the on the merits. Uh, but some of the utterances by um, uh, political leaders in positions of authority were nothing short of reckless in accusing our banks of treason when, when our banks are highly regulated, well-capitalized, well-run and managed, and in fact, the envy of the world. And, uh, you know, it, it's really encouraging to hear a big bank stand up and say, right, we want to be um, an island of of partnership in an ocean of uncertainty where if you look at the Edelman Trust Barometer, uh, citizens trust business more than they do their elected political officials. Uh, Jeremy, just to bring you in on, on this point of leadership through transformation, how important is that um, when it comes to a brand's purpose and doing it authentically? Because far too often I, I see a brand pay offline or something and it doesn't feel authentic. This and just listening to Sydney feels deeply authentic. Well, yes, it is. And of course, this doesn't happen by accident. There's been months and months of preparation. Uh, Sydney's been in the role now, what, Sydney? About 13, just over 14 year. months. Just over and, a year, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so you have to make sure where are you? What is your positioning? What are your competitors set doing? Because as you said, it's very, very competitive. And, and then showing the leadership. Um, and, you know, we've had other banks rebranding, refreshing, whatever. But if you get into a stage where you look old fashioned, where you're losing your edge, you're going to lose your customers. So keeping this authenticity, keeping the trust of your your staff and your customers, being customer centric, sharing your human side is actually 
almost difficult in any way to beat because once you've got the loyalty of your customers and your staff and you're engaging with them all the time, you're not taking them for granted. And this is showing that that ABSA is not taking their world for granted. They're re-energizing, recalibrating uh, and planning for the future. And that's very powerful. Sydney, uh, as we've got you as a bit of a scoop ahead of the big announcement tomorrow, can you give us any insight as to uh, what you've got planned uh, for tomorrow at the launch and what we can look forward to? So, look, um, look, I think I think uh, maybe this is something that Jeremy would be very um, happy to hear as a brandfather. It is what is the role of marketing and branding in organisations like ours? And I, and I don't want people to see this as a campaign, as a marketing campaign. I want them to see it as a business transformation exercise. Of course, the marketing campaign to support it has to be, you know, aspirational, has to be exciting, you know, has to be compelling, has to get the tongues wagging, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you got to look at this as where we battle, actually demonstrate that you don't separate business and brand that the business is the brand and the brand is the business. Particularly in an environment like ours, which is, a, which is the brand potentially delivered by human beings, by people. So th- this is a holistic uh, exercise. And as part of our launch, you know, you, I mean, of course, you've got events, you're launching a new TV ad, you know, you've got, you're engaging with the media, with, with some of the personalities to help you to extrapolate or expand the message. But really, our launch, for me, the job doesn't stop here. Actually, it starts here. But making sure that in the veins of our organization, every single one of our colleagues and staff members of APSA understand what this means, that they feel they have skin in the game in the delivery of it, that it's not something that sits in the marketing department, that when all of us galvanize and mobilize behind it, that's when we're going to change this continent. That's when we're going to change humanity. That's when you're going to bring hope in the process, hopefully do well as a business. Well, Sydney, I could almost hear Jeremy smiling in the background there uh, because it's uh, what what we chat about every week, Jeremy, isn't it? Uh, the, you know, the fact that the brand doesn't live outside of the organization. A lot of that value, intangible value, uh, is really the secret sauce that, that makes a business cook. Sydney, we're going to have to leave it there, uh, but I wish you everything of success as you take ABSA beyond banking into this new uh, journey of uh, connecting with customers and business partners with your story matters uh we uh, hope so to uh, hope to have you back soon uh and uh, talk uh, a little bit more about some of the exciting new products as well that you're bringing to the market uh, sydney and beckley absa's group chief marketing and corporate affairs officer you heard it here first folks uh, absa's big rebrand happening here on classic business well, Jeremy, uh, a very interesting and exciting time for uh, ABSA. And it just uh, it goes to show that uh, some out there do listen to your advice when it comes to, you know, making, <laughs> you know, making branding more than just a marketing exercise. It's got to be a central board issue. And ABSA gets it. Well, you're spot on. And as you say, we talk about this a lot. But, um, you know, we also talk about you know, brand and business being a, a symbiotic relationship. 
And um, I always find it interesting when one gets into the debate when we hear that the organization is putting together a business plan uh, and then perhaps adding on to it a bit later on a marketing plan or a brand plan. When I know that people like Procter & Gamble, some of the big consumer companies, and I have to say SA Breweries do it, and I was partly responsible for that, I think, um, have a brand plan followed by a business plan. Uh, but just shows you, you know, as Sydney was taking, saying, you the two are joined at the hip. They've got to be symbiotic. And some people still argue that, um, well, marketing is a cost, not an investment. Well, that's rubbish. Um, the fact that marketing can be soft and fluffy, and yes, sometimes it is, but often it's getting harder in many, many ways. And some people argue that accounting is hard all the time. And you and I know that it's sometimes very soft and fluffy itself. So this is where the whole organization has got to get together because we know that reputation and marketing are getting more and more important by the day. And we know that the intangible element of market cap around the world is just going through the roof, especially with all these tech companies and especially what NVIDIA is doing. Yeah, well, I mean, NVIDIA is just <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, it uh, was already on a quite demanding price earnings multiple before this. But given the numbers that it reported, one might argue that its PE isn't high enough. Uh, and I mean, to see a company that's now what the fourth biggest company in the world, there was an initial dip. It then swung around by by 10%. I mean, you're talking at 250 billion US dollar swing in market cap in just under 15 minutes um, after it reported that 240% revenue growth. It's just phenomenal. And it shows you again how tech um, uh, has, has still got legs, but also to your point about you know how NVIDIA in itself has uh, become almost emblematic of um, the AI um, the, the AI story, the AI narrative, which it I think in itself is something of a brand as well. Um, I've just got to ask you, Jeremy, um, how much you understand about artificial intelligence, even though we talk about it all the time as if we're all experts on AI. Do you understand how ChatGPT works? I have to admit that a couple of weeks ago, I saw a launch of a book by a certain Mr. Goldstock, and I went out and bought, what is it called? The Backpacker's Guide to AI. Yeah. And I'm, I'm currently in the process of reading it, oh. because just, just like any brand has to stay relevant, uh, me at my age as a brand father has to work a bit harder perhaps than uh, some of you young things out there. So I'm trying to keep myself as relevant as I can be. So at least if I have a conversation with someone like you on air, I don't sound like an old fogey. Yeah, well, it's National Marguerite today, so I'll certainly be uh, juicing the limes <laughs> for that, Jeremy. I wasn't, you know, I love margaritas. I love my tequila, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, but I wasn't aware there was a National Margarita Day until you uh, popped it into my inbox this morning. It's, it's an American thing, must be. Well, I was watching um, BBC Business News, and uh, so that was coming from London. And they had a certain gentleman who was an incredibly authentic Mexican gentleman who has a series of bars in uh, London. Uh, and he was talking about the whole thing. And uh, I thought, wow. I know, I, I know that, uh, Michael, you like the odd tipple or two. So I thought, well, tequila is actually doing very nicely in South Africa. 
uh, gin is still doing very strongly. Some other drinks like rum, etc., don't seem to have really caught on. But hey, let's have a tequila. Let's something to enjoy, especially after the budget yesterday. Yeah, oh yeah, well, we're going to need it. It is going to cost a little bit more, though, but uh, the less we say about that, the better. Let's uh, toast Absa and Sydney on uh, a rebrand that looks set to storm the market. Jeremy, have a fantastic weekend. I believe you're flying to London, so we'll be chatting to you from the city next week. You will indeed. Uh, Thursday the 29th, leap year, remember, uh, and the Soft Power Summit being held at the Q Queen Elizabeth Centre in Westminster, and I will be there. So we'll do a little outside broadcast and talk about the winners, losers, Soft Power, and the countries and how they're oh, generally doing. Oh, and as if there's not enough to talk about uh, when it comes to Soft Power and South Africa's global diplomatic stance around certain hot-button issues. Uh, Jeremy Sampson, thank you very much. The Brandfather, as always, with the Brands and Sense here on Classic Business. Thanks, Michael. And that brings us to the end of another week of Classic Business here on Fine Music Radio. I'll be back with you on Monday at 6. You've got uh, the strings on Symphony at 7 up next. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes. For insight, advice and impact.